Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Rez is on assignment. Welcome back. It's going to be a powerful episode today. We are welcoming in the barn international artist, synthwave master. Welcome, North Innsbruck. Hey, what's up, Dags? Good to hear your voice again, man. Really good. Thank you. It's very, it's, it's very soothing, isn't it? You know, there's something to it. I could listen to meditative tapes of your voice yes. for hours. Yes. It, it's like a reassuring hand on the shoulder. It is like a nice back rub. Yes. Even, everything's you know? going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to be yes. all yes. right. Just think of me as Big Daddy Diggs. <laughs> Big Daddy Day. That's, you know, Triple D. Yes. What up? I like it. Yes. Man. Welcome. Now tell us a little bit, if, if you're new to this show, welcome. What it is, is me and Mike or DJ Rez talking trivia, talking retro, and talking today. We love music, so I wanted to bring in North Innsbruck. Who is North Innsbruck? Oh, okay. So I'm, that's, that's I, myself, respectively, when it comes to the live sets, there is an additional integration of my, uh, my, my good friend, Nick, he does live video synthesis and we could talk more about that, but that's, that's a whole nother part of North Innsbruck, but, but I am a, a retro synth, um, cinematic dark synth, uh, music pr- producer. So I, I spend a lot of time down in my studio, uh, writing songs reflective of a to a certain degree a certain era of of cinema for, for me it seems to fall more so in the uh, like kind of the splatter age of, of cinema like 1981 through maybe 91 or so right in that that area but i think that has a lot to do with what i'm what i grew up around and, and what my interests are and so it, it's cool to dive kind of back into that and use a lot of the gear and equipment that that those producers, those composers were using at that time. So, so North Innsbruck, uh, short answer. It's a, it's a, it's a retro music project. Now, what, as far as gear, what is your main go-to? What are you using old equipment? Are you using new equipment, making it sound old? What do you got? What is in the lab? <laughs> Anything I can get my hands on. I, 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 I love collecting instruments. That's been an interest of mine since I was just a wee lad. Um, seriously, right down to the part of watching classified ads in the local town paper to see if I could ever get a deal on something like you know, 10 or $20 for a junkie guitar. Well, I've done that as an adult. <laughs> and and what that's what that's really created is a, an awesome, a very unique studio space. Living here in the Twin Cities, we have a very rich history of, of electric electronic music and 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 what i mean by that maybe more so electronic instruments you know you think about the minneapolis sound and everything that was done then a lot of it was played on keyboards and so i've been able to go into our local classifieds or 
Craigslist or you know, wherever you can find used gear online and, and start to hunt down some of these pieces of equipment. And, and I tell you, uh, five years ago, this stuff was a bargain. <laughs> um, things have changed since then as music's changed and people's interests have changed. But down in my studio, the kinds of things that we're talking about are, are primarily old synthesizers, um, old keyboards like Roland keyboards. Um, uh, um, Korg is another uh, company and, and a lot of them are old, but then even some newer ones like Moog recently um, has released some phenomenal instruments and they're known for their warm tones. And so, so I've been able to have a lot of fun um, because of this really wide palette of sound that, that I have at my access in, in my basement. Now, let me ask you, your, your work set up your studio. Yeah. Is it, is it messy? Is it real structured? Is it, do you try to make it look good? You know, you see a lot of stuff online and everything's perfect and you got everything lined up and you got the RGB lighting and everything, you know what <laughs> yep. I'm saying? Versus, yeah, versus just as, you know, Frankenstein's uh, workshop where it's just all these tubes and wires and careful notes. And what is yours? Like? Right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So um, I don't know. If, uh, I, are you familiar with slat wall? What that is? At all, you see it in instrument shops. It's like the wallboard with the lines kind of grooves cut into yes, it. Yes, yes. And then you can put, yeah. So, so actually, I, I purchased purchased that off of um off of off of Amazon. I found it out there, and I was able to use that in my studio. And they make keyboard hangers, in a sense, really is what it is. Like little hooks that that they're meant to hang on, and you can change the angle and and everything. And so, so what I've done is I've primarily used that down in my basement space. There's not a lot of fancy light, yeah, low light, absolutely. Um, but but really, it's a practical space right now. I've only been down in there for a couple of years since I've moved. So it's it's a bit newer space as well. But um, I don't know. It, it's constantly evolving. I'm always moving pieces around. And, and, and I think it's worth mentioning as well, because I run things on this older equipment, a lot of it's connected with cables and wires as opposed to being wireless, which means anytime you move something, you've got to figure out how to reconnect and disconnect all of this gear. So, so. Anyhow, right right now it's a bit torn apart because I moved some stuff around again, but that's because I'm gearing for another record. So <laughs> there you go. How how is your cable management? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, man. I like to keep it organized and straight. <laughs> I used to work in upper cable management. Oh gosh, man, it didn't get you anywhere. Yes. Yep. yep. So do you have, real man? Do you have posters? Do you have cups of coffee? Do you smoke in there? Tell us a little oh, bit about the atmosphere. Yeah, the space I like to keep pretty clean, if at all possible, really, because this is old gear. A lot of it I even keep covered up if I don't, if I'm not actively using it. So, so that's kind of a key piece of it, because otherwise, this stuff it gets dirty, and then the the pots get kind of crackly and everything. So, yes. so the actual atmosphere I try to keep really clean. I like not even candles are in the space. A lot of it's done by you know, let's say those. To be honest with you, kind of those. Um, what are they? Those like dimmable, dimmable puck lights really, yes. to a certain degree. It's what I've opted for. Um, so that's been really a key piece of it. Um, and you know, it's, it's in my basement as well. So we try to keep that space relatively clean. It doesn't really get used for much else because it's a basement and, and it's, you know, it's still carpeted and everything. So the sound is fine, but it's, it's a good space. And, and I think for me personally, that's really what I need. I've seen pictures of other people's setups where it's a completely different scenario and it, and it works for them. So, uh, so teach their own, I guess. What color are the walls? <laughs> kind of, <laughs> like a, 
beige, beigeish white. They're the color beige. that they were when we moved into yes. the place. I've I've actually thought recently about wanting to paint them, and if I did, I I have, man, I have no skill with interior design. So if any of your listeners have a suggestion, they, they can. I'm trying to think if there's any pictures of my studio online. Yes, maybe at my Instagram there might be. Well, tell tell us about your it. social media right now. Oh yeah, let's hit it real quick. So I'm all over the place. You don't like as far as the main places you'll find me active currently for North Innsbruck is on Instagram and and Facebook. And I think that's more of a matter of convenience. The two really communicate well with one another. And I'm reaching enough of an audience to to really kind of keep me busy as an independent artist. Um, So please go out to Instagram, Facebook, follow North Innsbruck. I do have an account on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter in in quite a while. Again, it's just about kind of managing my time more than anything else because Although I do post and and use social media in that way, I also consume things on it. So there's that balance as well. You know, like I want to watch videos or don't want to post. Some days I'd rather just watch a couple of videos. Yes, it's it's a it's a delicate balance, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I see where you're going there. I yes. love it. Yeah, you nailed it though, buddy. That's that's the key to life, I'm pretty sure. Now a delicate balance that came out in October of twenty twenty, correct? Twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone by so fast. Um, you know, I, I, I really can't believe it, to be honest with you. I was looking back at that and, and it was a fun record. It, it, um, it hit heavy on this. Mm, people have kind of have coined it a romance wave type genre. So it's kind of got this retro, I guess, eighties romance movie type of feel to it with a with a twist of science fiction. Would you call it cinematic? Oh, most definitely. Like I, that's kind of one of the fun parts about the sound with North Innsbruck is if I can keep that is the first word that gives me the it, first word in the description of the the, the sound. It, it gives me the ability to kind of jump around to my interests, I guess. So so we had this romantic science fiction with a delicate balance. And then, you know, the most recent album, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon, is more of a, you know, of, of an 80 hor- 80s horror movie. So um, so we each each album has its own unique flavor, I guess, her own unique twist. What kind of gear did you use on Delicate Balance? Let's see. So primary sounds, um, there, there's an instrument uh, by Roland. It's called a Juno 106. It's got a, just a beautiful tone. It's got this this chorus sound to it as well. That it, it, It's just, it's special. And it's really one of those sound, sounds that you hear in, in many any of those those films or, or romance songs of of the era of the early kind of early to mid 80s even maybe late 80s era it's it's a beautiful instrument um others um korg dw8000 now it's it's a similar synthesizer by a by a competitor I, you know and i'm sure a lot of people go online and probably can disagree with that that's really my overly simplistic description of it um it's it sounds may not be quite as iconic as the 106 in many ways but it was still used by many professional musicians back in in that era others the core bass sounds primarily come from an instrument by moog it's called subsequent 37 and that's not actually an old instrument I, it's one that came out um I don't know, definitely within the last 10 years, um, if, if not more recently. But, but in my opinion, this is one of those that's, I don't know, I, I think it's it's a modern classic to a certain degree. And, and those three, was that, that, that's really the, where the key sounds come from. Now, there's different types of drum machines and, and other things that come into play as well there. But, but if I were to focus in on three instruments, that's... that's where the core of a delicate balance came from. Take us through the process. How did you... What do you, what do you first start with? Right, let's start with a delicate balance. 
you do you come up with a concept or yeah 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 so that album there was the concept initially i knew what type of record i wanted to write and so a lot of that came down to listening to different types of influences different types of producers films again just to kind of gather gather the sound elements and identify them so basically what i did is i would listen to music or i'd listen to movies and go back to the soundtracks and then i would go through my synthesizers and go like oh this kind of actually sounds like what they're using here you know so there's this familiarity to it and i think that's one of the special things about this genre of of music is that there's um there's always something familiar about the sound. You can't always put your finger on it, but but that's a key piece of it. So so that's one of the primary elements initially, really. From there, the song structure comes into play, I guess, for me. I, I have to figure out how the song's going to end, um, really how it's going to begin, how it's going to proceed, and how it's going to end. What are the different parts of it? And if I can key in on those pieces and make it very clear, even before I start composing much of it, I, I personally seem to have actually a fair amount of luck with that. And so, so that was a to a delicate balance. The last piece is really the songwriting component. I'd, I'd, I'd start off with a bass line and, and then typically go into something like drums from there and then start to identify the melodies and the different arpeggios that will layer over one another to make something special, make something sound nice, make it sound complete. And, and that was really the key with a delicate balance. So there was there was a fair amount of structure to the way I approached it. And, and, and that, that was very helpful. Again, it kind of gave me the end in sight. So as far as tracks, what song has the most tracks? Like, is, is there a certain song? Like, how, how does that work? Like, I guess, let me ask you this. Um, when, you're, when you're thinking, does it start out with a main song and then you, you build this song with, with the multiple tracks and then you make the album? Oh, okay. Let's see. So let's see. One, one piece that you mentioned was kind of the, the biggest, like kind of the, the longest, the most tracks in a, a song. I think that was the first question. And that one, God, that's a good question. I would say typically with most tracks, I end up somewhere in the 15 to 18 track range, but that's counting each like drum part individually as well. So percussion in and of itself is in a single singular track. So that includes the cymbals, um, different types of cymbals, you know, like the hi-hats or the crash cymbals or a reverse cymbal, um, you know, kick drums, snares, uh, sometimes different types of toms for fills as well. So so that's usually as far as the size goes. And and, and there's an intention there. I don't want to necessarily make anything too complex. I, I like space. That's that. And, and I think that really played into this, this, romance wave type of sound the more room i seem to give that song or those songs to breathe the better they turned out and and for so for me personally it's, it's interesting when i go back and listen to that i i can hear the difference in some of those songs where i paced myself a bit more when i was writing them versus others and i don't know if people necessarily um will catch on to that listening on their own but um and that's because we you know interpret this all our, our own way certainly but, but again that's that's really, I guess, kind of a key piece as far as the size goes in the, in the scope. Nowadays, it, it, you see it on the computer versus in the old day when they'd compose stuff. So, so I guess that's what I was thinking of. I see these tracks and they have so many pieces to them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a key piece of it as well. So what I'm playing on these synthesizers, um, you know, is through these MIDI cables is going directly to my audio interface and into my, into my computer. So my, my computer is recording the actions that I'm taking as well as the sounds that I'm taking all at once. And, and so I can clean things up. I can make things repeatable. So I'm, I'm playing these parts typically by hand, but once I play that, I'm going into the computer itself and cleaning things up. I'm not, I'm not personally trained as a piano player. I learned how to play guitar and bass guitar and, and do a very much 
moderate degree, very light degree drums as a kid because I was in rock bands and, and took some general lessons. And so, so the synthesizers, the keyboards, um, not my greatest skill set, although it's growing. Certainly, it's been a lot of fun practicing and playing. In fact, I'm I'm getting a uh, I, I'm having a an old. Uh, piano delivered um, to my house in the next what is it two or three months or so roughly that uh, that's got a cool story all, all, all of its own um so there's this development as a musician so what i'm saying i guess is i can hear the music but it, translating it has been such a fascinating and, and fun experience uh, moving to a new new instrument it's it's challenged me to think and even write music the reason i ways. ask is because now with the ai taking over everyone's obsessed about chat gpt and Oh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that in that AI? Because, you know, I mean, it goes all the way from, you know, going from analog to, mm-hmm. to digital yeah. to to auto-tuning where, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about glitches and everything versus yes. taking everything and making it perfect. Yep. So I guess what are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll take it from the perspective more so of, I suppose, of an independent musician. And that's, I think, where I'll, I'll always sit. You know, on North Innsbruck, I, I believe it'll always be around. I'll be doing this as an old man. Let's say 40 years from now, I'll be an old man. I'll still be doing something as North Innsbruck. And we'll see what that looks like because of this, this, this arena that we've got. Um, as far as AI goes, uh, this is interesting. I, I, I think there will be certain tasks, things that are done by musicians right now that that will be replaced by ai and and that's that's sad that's hard but but i think as an independent artist again is is what i'm focused on is more so the connection between myself and, and the people who are listening i can't see an algorithm doing very well yet maybe this this human element and and i'm not really sure what that means so for me do i feel threatened by it no not necessarily in fact it might be something that i could use as a newer keyboard player new synthesizer user to enhance my skill sets um you know i i think of uh what i do right now with these old keyboards i'm i'm using sounds in them that were created by people 30 years ago but what i'm doing with those sounds as well is sometimes as i'm taking components of those sounds and i'm tweaking them and adjusting them just a small amount to better suit my needs today in a more contemporary setting and so perhaps the idea of, of AI being used in, in that way is really where it's at. We'll, we'll use it to create a basic palette of things, but then this human component comes in. What do we do to make it different, to create something new, to advance the sound um, as well? Um, AI can recreate, but to my knowledge, it doesn't innovate yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool to be wrong about that, but, uh, but as, that's as far, what as I understand. As far as the human right touch, now. delicate balance, yeah, going into so you're saying that mm-hmm. it's a cinematic retro wave versus going into your new project, which is Mindbender. Yeah. So tell tell us how you're talking about humanity, how things change from Delicate Balance. Was it mm-hmm. was it love? Was it romance? Oh, this is so interesting. Yeah, this is such a good question because a Delicate Balance. So I started writing that album, I bet late 2018 or so the music for it and i should have started releasing the music as singles in my opinion at early on but a, a lot changed in the world obviously from when i started writing that record and even i think collectively our 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 connections within the world changed a lot from the time when i started writing that record to the time it was actually released i the music was done being written maybe six months prior to its release like right right around the time 
COVID I hit, I believe, I believe. And I was just kind of like, okay, I need to wrap this up and move on. I, I think, I gosh, I'd have to, I'm sorry. I'd have to think about the timing of that a little bit more, but, 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 but either way. Yeah. Yeah. That was very much representative of a, of a time in my life, perhaps to a certain degree for some people at a time in the world before things changed a lot again, you know, um, it was very hopeful and, um, things changed with, with Mindbender. I, I, I wrote Mindbender the kind of the middle of the summer of 2020. And, and there was a lot of stuff going on here in Minnesota at that time, you know? So, so I think to a certain degree, pieces of that came out. That was an external representation of a lot of what, what we were experiencing as a as a general community here or at least my interpretation of it so it came from a very different place and it's got a unique storyline um you know that's 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 got its own own uh its own piece its own its own art form i guess altogether with somebody else that that is still being wrapped up but but yeah I, i think that's one of the things that they just they come from two completely different worlds and and you can hear the difference yeah because when I'm looking at delicate balance, when I'm thinking yeah. sunshine and light, and then we're we're looking at Mindbender, mm-hmm. it's darkness. Yeah, it's it's heavy, right? Yeah, and and that was going through those exact same keyboards and synthesizers, and and using different sounds, different patch patterns, different um, you know, different BPM, you know, it's different elements that make a sound. But that was that's really to to a degree, you know, that's. That's what it represented at the time, and 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 I'm, you know, I'm, I'm changing it with with some of the story that's coming up now. I mean, that's that's where it came from, but the actual art itself will look somewhat different when we're, when everything is ready, and uh, and so it's been a lot of fun. Now it's just honestly like I've been sitting on it for so long. I just need to release pieces of it just to get it out, just to get it out there. What is the general feeling of Mindbender? Yeah, Mindbender. So it's, it's a it's a dark synth, um, kind of like I mentioned earlier. It's got this uh, like. 80s slasher film splatter film type of feel to it um you know as far as influences go i mean you can step back and take a look at people you know like um uh, harry manfredini um they i don't know, goblin is a band who did a number of soundtracks very experimental but suspiria is part of their work um even tangerine dream they did like the blob soundtrack from 1988 they did the Firestarter soundtrack some really good stuff and then artists too again that i was looking at and, and kind of listening to a bit more i it's interesting i went back i caught myself at that time I was listening a bit more to um perhaps you know like nine inch nails um white zombie was something i was really into at the time um there's a couple others related to the simply genre a bit more um maybe dark wave dark synth genre ghost and perturbator that were certainly um being listened to more so so you take these different elements and put that all together and and something i don't know it's just something different happened man like it uh it's, it's just, it, it was the way it was meant to be, uh, you know, will, will the next album sound different than this? I imagine it will, but, but we'll see, you know, um, this is it's just a unique, very organic experience that happened a while ago that, that just needed some tweaks to actually get it out there. So with this album, did you achieve, have you achieved that, that, that moment of Zen or do you want to further investigate it with a newer album so the sound itself that's that's a good question i you know we'll see i i have a a project started with another producer already called um ganymede he's um from saint paul minnesota and uh he he's performed with nitro wave here in minnesota as well but um this has a different feel toward a much more adventurous arcade 
type feel to it. And I, I think that's really a collaboration of our two sounds um, coming together, our, our different styles of music that we're used to playing and really kind of different life experiences. I'm, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I was a bit more of a guitarist uh, with you know, a musical ear when it came to keyboards. And, and uh, Ganymede is a um, classically trained piano player. And so, you know, he is, he has this ability to interpret these ideas as we're going and, you know, and, and keeping us moving at an incredible rate. And so what we're doing right now is we're building up enough music. So we have roughly four songs for just a killer EP together. And, and I would say right now we're about two and a half songs into that EP. And so that's, that's actually, this is the first time I've mentioned it. Exclusive. I don't even think I brought it up on social media. So that's what people can expect after Mindbender, right? Boo! So yeah, dude. So that's what's happening there. So that's, and and I'm telling you, the stuff with Ganymede is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got, you know, our the one song that's complete is just, it's, it's, it's banging. It's so fun. It's so good. It's just, it takes, it takes you to a higher place, you know? So. What's the vibe? The vibe. It's just, it's got this party feel to it. Like it just, it makes you kind of want to bounce a little bit. It's, it's got a very wide range of sounds. Um, it's, it's got a, a little bit of a science fictiony, but it's straight up like pop dance like i don't know pop's not the right word but it's 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 a dance song it's got again this retro synthesizer just jam feel to it it's it's fun it, it's gonna make your head bounce like if, if you listen to i mean like video game music so when you say video game music are we talking 8-bit we're talking newer what no we're, we're talking like kind of the newer stuff here maybe um you know not like zelda type stuff necessarily either but um just kind of those those fun uh contemporary now more more modern let's say like i don't know if you find it on a space game perhaps some different types of adventure games but but very clean sounds so definitely not 8-bit um far from 8-bit but still following a lot of that same feel and and soul to it that's awesome yeah, because I love prog rock, and I consider you prog synth, because you, you're just progressing, man. You're just Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that's what you'll hear, actually. This is really cool that you call that piece out, because I never really thought about it that way, but there are some elements, especially with this first song that we're going to be dropping together. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we're, we're talking about the speed and scaling that you hear in some prog music. Oh, so you, you might yeah. be onto something there. We'll see what other people it, it's say. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like... And you were talking about performing, and I want I want to get into Nitrowave TC. Tell it, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yes. Oh, Nitrowave is amazing. So we're um, where I'm located here, Minneapolis, St. Paul, just you know, right. Well, I'd say right across town from from uh, from Dags, but and a few yes. miles between us to say the least. But but anyhow, Minneapolis St. Paul, wonderful. Um in fact, it turns out the more I've time I spent here, we actually have a few 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 electronic music communities. But but to that point, Nitro Wave is a synth wave, dark synth, um retro synth focus music community in a sense. And so, um myself, uh, Mike Rez what up, Mike? We miss you, buddy. Get better. Um, and and our third party, uh, Eric, um, Eric from the Paradise Arcade podcast. We've been working together since October, August, September, so, somewhere around there of 2019, putting together shows, working with local electronic music artists or synth adjacent bands to uh, 
to put on shows. And so we typically bring in anywhere from, well, f- I think five or six was the, was the most down to three bands together, maybe two bands together. Uh, typically at a DJ, pull in our friend Rod from Elevative Productions. He comes from, I think he's in the, was it Faribault area, Owatonna area, but he drives up here. He does lighting for us. So we've got professional lighting, um, a piece of this as well, but we've got really, truly people contributing and putting their efforts together to put together an amazing electronic music show and so so we're, we're really building a community is what it is and and if people want to go out and they want to be part of something bigger than themselves nitro wave is kind of having that feel to it and it's it's been a lot of fun and and i hope it grows you know um it's interesting uh it, it's um it's it's demand is outpaced to a certain degree some of what eric and mike and i have the time to do necessarily and so as it grows here one of the things that i'm thinking about is how we can um, to a certain degree, uh, within the local music community, um, enable other other musicians, other bands to start working together. And that's one of the pieces of Nitro Wave. We can only do so much, but if we can bridge the right people together, something bigger can happen. And, and we're going to continue to be a part of that, and we're going to continue to contribute to all of that, and hopefully help the community continue to grow in, in a healthy way. Um, um, and and really allow everyone to to be a leader in that respect. Um, we all have different skill sets. We all have different opportunities. We um, all want different things. And uh, and so really the chance to focus on everybody um, as an individual so we all can contribute is, is a piece of it there. And, and that's really hard to do, you know. Um, but on the same hand, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And we just kind of keep doing it. You've been having the meetups. Yeah, yeah, the Twin City Synthwave meetups. Trying to, I've been trying to get that going once a month as well. And so we have a Facebook group. So if you're here in the Twin Cities, look up Twin City Synthwave. Uh, it's a group of about maybe, I don't, we're not up to 300 people yet. Maybe 270, 280 in that area. But um, a- anyhow, uh, it's a group of people who all have that interest in common. You know, that type of music, that kind of retro 80s interest aesthetic or video games or whatever it is we we try to get together once a month and like i said trying to get us together once a month to uh to have a beer and just chill out um the music's great you know we we do shows we hang out that's a lot of fun but sometimes we just want to kick it with our friends and that's what the synthwave twin city synthwave meetups are all about it's it's about finding a space where we can kind of separate and and kind of just be amongst one another and actually get to know one another at a at a different level in a different place they're a ton of fun i i highly recommend yeah they really are the meetups seriously man it's, it's just i've made you know that, that's a big piece of it here is i've made in the last few years even with covid happening i've made more good friends doing this than i have in a long time and it's it's very natural with with this stuff um so yeah if anybody ever wants to come out and excited to see you yes. again you know come on have a beer or, or non-beer as well whatever i i always try to find a place that has some good non-alcoholic options yeah, as well about, for people it's just so. the beverage so, it's yeah. all about the beverage it's about the food right exactly yep yes the food the people yes. absolutely you just yes. keep, you know, keep my palate wet exactly. so i can keep talking that's the trick i want the fans i want everyone to enjoy your music what do you want to play tonight we're going to play us out as they say in the business the one that i'm going to have you uh, play initially though is it's a song called spiritual machines um it's got a cool story behind it um 
I I wrote it for a um a, a podcast of sorts, like a YouTube show, a TikTok show. Basically, it, it, it's a show called Haunting Season, and it's on a number of different social media sites. But it's hosted Josh. Um, he's also the writer for it. He had reached out to me and he said, you know, he said, Hey, I've found your music online. I'd like to use some of it as the intro music for my show. And I said, Hey, tell you what, you know, let's do that. And I've got a cool idea. You got me at a right time. My brain is really active with music right now. So how about I write a few other songs just to kind of add a little bit more color to this, you know, sound palette again for, for your show. And so spiritual machines, was developed as one of the theme songs for haunting season um it's really it's actually the closing theme music or has been used as a closing theme music for the youtube channel for for haunting season and um it's just it's a cool song it's got this spooky kind of fun feel to it but it kicks into a a bit of a groove and ends up going a lot harder than you expect it to harder in a good way <laughs> it's got a it, it, it's just a cool song um and and so i encourage people to check that one out it's it's just it's loaded with velvety synthesizers um spooky vocal synths um all, all kinds of cool stuff there so check that out everybody come on out again to northinsbrook.com um that's north innsbruck is i-n-n-s-b-r-u-c-k.com i'm out there i've got links to everything that that you need to find um i'm right now uh the mindbender album to call it out is only available on Bandcamp. so go to the Bandcamp site and look up north innsbruck and and you can listen to it unlimited there uh, you can also purchase a copy of it there for um, i've got it for sale currently for seven dollars um there's also t-shirts and and other items out there there's a few cd samplers left from from uh the initial release for spiritual machines that are a very limited edition uh, i think the 50 were made total and once they're gone they're gone so thanks for coming on the show i hope you had a good time Oh, I had a great time. Thank you so much. It was great being yes. here. And, and I really My appreciate pleasure. it. Our Thank pleasure. Our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Once again, North Innsbruck, you go to Bandcamp, correct? You got it. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp, uh, search North Innsbruck, or go out to northinsbruck.com. You can search me on Google, and everything shows up there. So um, fortunately, there aren't many people, companies, using that combination of words. So it worked out really well in my flavor. Or favor, so yeah, yeah. Check check it out, please. Purchase it. Um, you know, message me through Bandcamp or through other social media. I'm I'm happy to to connect. And you know, if there's anything anybody wants, needs. Yes, he's I, all I'm about wants and needs. <laughs> right? Yes. Totally. Yes. I want to, I want to, to serve, serve man. It's a cookbook. <laughs> so. Well, I hope you guys had a good time tonight. I know I did. Powerful episode with North Innsbruck. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. We are available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Make sure you follow us. We're talking social media. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at AmazingPopPod. Like our Facebook page. Check us out on Instagram. And check us out on YouTube. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.